Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. gotten this card like i don't know three times in the last month maybe two of wands nice okay which i have pulled wands i feel like wait yeah i didn't bring my book down i didn't bring like my journal down but <sighs> where my little thingy go where is last month Hmm. I guess I lied. I never pull wands. Isn't that pretty? Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's though. rainbow. It's rainbow. I have the uh, the wild unknown deck that Sam gave me, and uh, for those of y'all listening, it is a rainbow card. It's a rainbow. But yeah, that's that's a good card. I'm good with that. Are we ready? Yeah. Are we starting? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably just gonna throw this in as the intro. That's fair. Anyway, welcome back to your brain on weird. I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Jess. <laughs> And this is a show where we get into the wacky, weird, waving arm, inflatable tube man, arm tube man, um, of the paranormal. That's not wrong. <laughs> Mothman with wacky, uh, inflatable arm tube Dude, I was going to say. <laughs> I was literally going to say, I'm just imagining Mothman, like, flapping his It's always Mothman, dude. It's always Mothman. A paranormal icon. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, dude, uh, you're the only person to like my your cryptid would never tweet the other day. Dude. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It was really funny. It was really funny. Uh, I, uh, I'm agreeing with the argument to replace all of the statues around the country for slave owners with uh, statues of Mothman. Yeah, I support that 100%. I, I support that. I think it sends a good message. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, uh, okay, anyway, yeah. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. You know, it's been a week. It has been a week. It has been a week. It has been a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. actually. It's been a few weeks. And, uh, you know, I'm just hanging in there. But we're having live D&D tomorrow, so I'm very excited about that. Nice. <laughs> I'm so stoked. We haven't played together in a solid nine weeks now. Yeah, I was going to say a couple of months. Yeah, um, so I'm nice, really excited nice. about that. And It's just not the same to do it, like, over Zoom. It's really not. It's it's so hard to, like, genuinely interact with, like, a group. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So I'm good. Good, so dude. I'm good. Good. You have something to look forward to, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. How Sick. are you? Uh, how am I is a good question. I don't know. I mean, I like, I'm good because I feel like I'm on the right track or I feel like we're on the right track, but we're kind of at that weird, like, in-between period, liminal, so to say, uh-huh. oh. period between, like, figuring out what we want to accomplish and actually accomplishing it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I had like kind of like a kind of a little breakdown yesterday. 
Because oh, I was I'm like, I, I was like this, like, uh, it's just a lot, man. There's like a lot going on. I understand. And it's a lot. It's a lot to think about. So uh, I think about it a lot. <laughs> yes, exactly why my brain just shut down the last two days. It was just like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't do this right now. Literally, the only thing that is like motivating me is like, um, I don't know. I feel I feel like all of my friends have been really like supportive and like we went over to uh, Ross's house and hung out um, the other night and that was really nice. We like had a fire and it was like old times. Oh, that sounds very nice. And it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the whole friendship thing is making me feel like a little Wow. Better. Yeah. Having friends is pretty okay. Yeah. It's pretty fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of friends who we love, um, I want to give a shout out to Ben because he has been listening to this and wow, um, he's like I don't even really like spooky stuff, but <laughs> I like you guys a lot. So, oh Ben, I love you. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Oh my God, I'm so happy he listens. I love Ben. Yeah, me too. I miss Ben. Uh, Shout out to Ben. Yes. Oh my God, that's awesome. I'm glad he likes it. <laughs> I've been, I've been, uh, that's, again, that's, like, another thing that's been, like, pushing me is, like, a couple, you know, a few of my friends have messaged me being, like, I love just, like, listening to you guys, like, bullshit. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> I'll keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, it's really encouraging. I really yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. Oh, uh, um, oh, wait, okay. I have two things, but the first thing before I forget, hydrate or die. I've drank exactly zero water today. <laughs> that, that water bottle is full. That water bottle is full. So here, I'll, I'll drink some right now to make myself feel there, Yeah, I was going to say, well, now you're holding it, so you don't have a choice. <laughs> All right. Very good, very good. A couple chugs of that. I had a giant cup of coffee, though, so. Well. It was really strong. I don't know if it counts as hydration, though. <laughs> You're going to be, like, vibrating in a couple minutes. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, man. Well. I'm on my, I'm on my first still, but, uh, you know, I didn't get out of bed till like, 1130 because I was up till 5, so I'm going to give myself a pass. That sucks. I'm really sorry to hear that. I woke up at 5 this morning and was just, like, What's up, world? <laughs> you probably woke up at the same yeah. time I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Only one of us can be asleep oh, at once. Geez. It's how our brain keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's why we have to nap when we're together sometimes. We like go over to each other's houses and hang out for a bit. And then we just like, need a nap. Need a nap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. Sam and I have a theory that we are just like the same person. Yeah. Oh my god. We just we're like two. We're like one person, but there's like, it's like we're twins, but we're not. We're still the same human being. Yeah. I like to call Nick and I are the same way, but I like to call us two halves of a whole idiot. Yeah. But that's not what we are. That's not what we are. So we got to think of what are we two, two halves, halves of a of? whole? Two halves of a whole weirdo, man. I don't know. That's <laughs> true. Fucking- uh, wow. Yes, that's the one. John Tenney would be proud. John Tenney Thank you, would be Daddy proud. Thank you, Daddy Tenney. Oh, Jesus Christ. Perfect. Uh, oh, uh, <coughs> shit. The other thing I wanted to mention, <coughs> oh, 
Sorry, this intro is a little bit long and I keep coughing. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. The last episode, I... So I, I edited it and then I listened to it again. Um, because, like, I don't have as hard of a time listening to our episodes when it's you talking. Yeah, that makes sense. Or when sense. it's you telling the story. Yeah. Um, when it's me, I'm just like, ooh, that's my voice. Um... For anyone who doesn't know, my nickname was Grits in college. Oh, did I call you Grits a couple times? <laughs> a few times, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, it was fine. I wasn't going to, like, correct you in the moment because it was going to happen anyway. No, that just... No, it makes sense. I'm just sorry that uh, no one knows what that means. No way, <laughs> dude. No way, man. No way. It's okay. Nothing crazy. But, yeah. So, if you, in the last episode here, Sam telling a story um, and they say Grits, that is me. Correct. You can probably figure that out. But, uh, yes. Also, please do not call me that. I only let, like, one person, Sam, call me that at this point. Correct. And I have earned it. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> been, a lot, been around longer than, like, pretty much anyone at this point, so. Yay. If you didn't know me in college, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you didn't know me in college, it's probably okay. I wasn't a great person in college. Eh. I, I would, yeah, I would agree I wasn't a great person in college, but I was fun. I was fun in I college. I had a great time in college. <laughs> I graduated. We both graduated, so shrug. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, the last thing before, before I get into this that I wanted to say was that uh, I've been noticing that I'm, remem- I'm having more dreams and I'm remembering them. Yeah, which that's... never happens. Um, and it's happened. It's happened for five nights in a row now. So it's like, have notable. you been writing them down and stuff? <laughs> no, no, none of that. <laughs> I should, though. Oh, OK. Um, related to that, I have dreams that I can remember all the time. And I was going through some stuff and I fucking found one of my dream journals from 2011. Dude. Whoa. Like there's like so much shit in here Whoa. dreams that i had when i was like 15 yeah no how old am i yeah like 15 <laughs> math <laughs> yeah i was like holy shit i was like there's so much in here wow dude and like i have like a couple different dream journals too that i've found recently and i'm just like good shit are, are you gonna you're rereading them yeah i remember a lot nice. of them as i'm reading them too wow it's like really weird that is really weird Oof. That's definitely something that I should have uh, I should have started a while ago and should start now is like keeping a dream journal. I've never done that before, but I probably should. Yeah. I'm definitely not consistent with it. Um, I like will start it and like write in it for like six months and then like drop it and then start it again. <laughs> Sounds so, right. Sounds nothing right. recently I've written down, but that's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Dreams are crazy. Yeah. Your dreams are freaking crazy. Oh. Uh, all right, y'all ready okay. for this? Bum, 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 bum. Ah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have a sip of water. Have a little sip of coffee. Sip, sip, sip. A sip and a rip. A sip and a rip and a sip and a rip. I can't wait until we can uh, actually do this in person. That's going to be so great. <laughs> That's going to be a very interesting episode. Oh, look at Artemis. She is super cute. Oh, my God. Artemis, you're so cute. Everyone follow my cat on Instagram. Yes, yes, follow Sam's cat. Artemis is the sweetest. Artemis the chonk. Artemis the chonk. She is best cat. Oh my god, dude. I freaking love that cat. I'm lighting an incense. For those good smells. For those good smells. 
All right. Ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm really excited for this. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at first. Um, I knew I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different from what we've already done. Um, And so I posted a poll on Patreon and asked our patrons to let me know what they wanted us to cover. And everyone or the majority of people voted um, cryptid. So I looked through a bunch of cryptids and I made a list. um, And for some reason, this was the one I chose. I wouldn't necessarily like consider it like full on cryptid. It's more of like a humanoid, but it's also a ghost. It's a bunch of things. Have you heard of Spring Heeled Jack? No. No, I have not. You have not. not? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, I'm stoked. I'm so stoked that you haven't heard this. Okay, <laughs> this is even better now. I was like, I'm sure they've heard of it. Okay. Fucking no, dude. Never mind. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Again, I really like the story. It's it's like a little bit creepy, um, but it's not as creepy as the stories that I've already told. It's also just really fucking funny. Okay. So I'm going to start this off. uh, Well, first of all, my sources were mostly Wikipedia. Um, I did, you know, fact check. I went to a couple of other websites and kind of like looked at it, but it all said the same stuff. So I was like, all right, we're going with Wikipedia. Sorry, all of my teachers in middle school and high school. So I'm going to preface this by telling you the story of the Hammersmith ghost murder case. Okay. So we're we're getting a little true crimey now. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Um, so we're in London in, uh, November of 1803. Okay. Good place to start. Yes. International, again. Wow. I think I'm just avoiding the U.S. I'm like, I don't want to talk about the United States right now. (laughs) Not gonna lie. True. So in November 1803, um, a number of people in the Hammersmith area claimed to have seen and some to have been attacked by a ghost. Locals said it was the ghost of a man who had committed suicide the previous year and had been buried in Hammersmith Churchyard. Um, And the belief at this time was that suicide victims um, shouldn't be buried in consecrated ground um, because their souls wouldn't be at rest. Oh. So uh, that's probably where that idea came from. Interesting. Yes. So the first sighting quote-unquote sighting, Um, two women, one elderly and the other pregnant, don't know why that matters, um, were reported to have been seized by the ghost on separate occasions while walking near the churchyard. They were apparently so frightened that they both died from shock a few days afterwards. Okay. That's all I found. No more information. That's all I found. So no more. No more on that. Just that's it. Interesting. Um, (laughs) Yes. I'm not quite sure about that one. So this one, we actually get a name. Um, A brewer's servant, Thomas Groom, later testified that while walking through the churchyard with a companion one night around 9 p.m., something rose from behind a tombstone and grabbed him by the throat. His companion turned and saw nothing, but when he extended his hand, he felt something soft, almost like a coat. Ew. Wait, so he, like, extended his arm, like, be- like down or, like, behind him? Wait, how did he get grabbed from the front? It says he he got grabbed by the throat. Or, like... And then his friend was, like, with him and, like, turned around okay. and reached out to, like, figure out what the hell was, like, grabbing him and, like, felt a coat or something. <gasps> oh, his friend reached out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah, his friend was with him and, like, didn't... He, like, didn't see anything. Ew. So he's like, bro, but what's wrong with you? But he felt the coat? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, gross. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So at this point, the apparition is described as being very tall and dressed all in white, um, but was also said to wear a calfskin garment with horns and large glass eyes. Gross. So that's one description. Um, (laughs) On December 29th, so about a month later, William Girdler, a night watchman, saw the ghost while near Beaver Lane and ran after it. The apparition threw off its shroud and managed to escape. Word spread very quickly, and since London didn't have an organized police force, several citizens formed patrols in hopes in hopes of apprehending the ghost. All right. So they're all like, all right, let's get together. We're going to go fucking get this guy. So in January of 1804, at the corner of Beaver Lane, while making his rounds at around 10.30 p.m., Girdler, the night watchman, um, met one of the armed citizens that was patrolling the area, 29-year-old excise officer Francis Smith. Armed with a shotgun, Smith told Girdler he was going to look for the supposed ghost. Girdler agreed that he would join Smith after his shift ended at 11 p.m. and that they would take the ghost, if possible. Take him. Just past 11 p.m., Smith encountered Thomas Millwood, so the guy who came up and was like, hey, man, when you get off your shift, we're going to go beat this guy up. Oh, okay, yeah. Smith encountered Thomas Millwood, a bricklayer who was wearing the normal white clothing of his trade. Millwood had been heading home from a visit to his parents and sister who lived on Black Lion Lane. According to Anne Millwood, Thomas's sister, she saw Thomas off and soon after heard Smith challenging him, saying, Damn you, who are you and what are you? Damn you, I'll shoot you. After which Smith shot him in the left of the lower jaw and killed him. Oh my god, he just fucking killed this guy that was walking home from his mom's house? Yep. Oh. What a fucking idiot, dude. He just freaking shot him. Dude. Oh, my God. And apparently after this, uh, Smith appeared, quote, very much agitated. So the constable arrived and they were like, we need to inspect the body. And they told Smith to go home. Um, They later took him into custody. Mr. Flower, who did the autopsy. Great name, by the way. It's a great name. (laughs) Mr. Flower pronounced his death to be the result of a gunshot to the left side of the lower jaw. You shot him in the face, Just straight guy. up shot him in the face. Thomas's wife stated that she had warmed him to cover his white clothing, as he had already been mistaken for a ghost on a previous occasion. What? I can't believe that was so common that it had happened before. He's like, yeah, no, if I, no I'm not a ghost, I swear. <laughs> I'm just a bricklayer, man. So the Lord Chief Baron observed that Smith had neither acted in self-defense nor shot Millwood by accident. Smith had not been provoked. He didn't even try to apprehend this quote-unquote ghost. Uh, Shoot first, ask questions later. Yes. Quote, Millwood had not committed any offense to justify being shot, and even if the supposed ghost had been shot, it would not have been acceptable, as frightening people while pretending to be a ghost was not a serious felony, but a far less serious misdemeanor, meriting only a small fine. That was their reasoning? I guess so. Don't shoot a ghost, but not because it's a ghost, but because being a ghost is not a crime. (laughs) It's a misdemeanor. Pretending to be a ghost merits only a small fine. Small fines only. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, if it was what, um, you know, whoever authored this on Wikipedia wrote, but it was just so funny to me the way that was worded. It's it's good. (laughs) It's good. I mean, it's bad, but it's also good. Oh, man. Uh, But anyway, the uh, the jury found him guilty of murder. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) After passing the customary sentence of death... 
The case was reported to the king, and the initial sentence of hanging and dissection was turned into a hard, a year's hard labor. So this guy got a year's hard labor instead of the death penalty. Interesting. Yeah. The huge publicity given to the case persuaded the true culprit to come forward. John Graham, an elderly shoemaker, had been pretending to be a ghost by using a white sheet to frighten his apprentice, who had been scaring his children with ghost stories. That's so good. Dude, it was just some old guy trying to fuck with his apprentice. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm just trying to scare my fucking apprentice. That's so good. <laughs> it was just a prank, bro. It was just a prank. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the Wikipedia page like made a point of saying that like he didn't get punished or anything for that. They were just like... God damn it, man. Ugh, okay. They didn't even give him a small fine? No, they didn't even give him a small fine. Oh my god. For pretending to be a ghost. I guess they were just like, well. <laughs> um, yeah, that kid probably deserved it. Yeah, no, true. It's fine. Uh, anyway, so the Hammersmith ghost murder case of 1804 set a legal precedent in the UK regarding self-defense. Whether someone could be held liable for their actions, even if they were the consequence of a mistaken belief. Another thing that I read was that, like, a lot of people were trying to argue, um, like, that Smith was a really good person, he was a pillar of the community, and, like, he didn't deserve to get punished, and basically the judge was like, or the, uh, the mayor was like, no, like, (laughs) he killed someone. I mean, like, he didn't get killed. Like, I think he got off, you know, fine. Yeah, I mean, he had one year's hard labor, so, like, it's fine. Um... So anyway, oddly enough, uh, the Hammersmith ghost later appeared again in 1824. Um, that's literally the only thing that I found. I don't know, like, whether it was another guy in a sheet or, you know, I mean, this is 20 years later, so. And someone just saw him. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. Um, okay. Another apparition, the Southampton ghost, was also reported assaulting individuals in the night. I didn't read anything. I didn't read into the Southampton ghost, but I'm assuming it's very similar to what we are about to get into. Um, You'll see. I don't know how to explain it. You'll see how all of this relates. Okay. Okay. So, Spring-Heeled Jack, this cryptid humanoid ghost thing. Boy. The first sighting um, that I was able to find was in 1837. Uh, This is still in London. Um, So we are about 30 years after the whole Hammersmith thing happened. Okay. Mary Stevens was walking from Battersea to Lavender Hill after working there as a servant. On her way through Clapham Common, a strange figure leapt at her from a dark alley. He grabbed her, began to kiss her while ripping out her clothes with his claws, which were, quote, cold and clammy as those of a corpse. Mary screamed and the attacker leapt away. Ew. The commotion brought several residents who immediately launched a search for the aggressor, but none could be found. Um, the next day, the leaping character jumped in the way of a passing carriage, cause- causing the coachman to lose control, crash, and severely injure himself. Several witnesses claimed that he escaped by jumping over a nine-foot-high wall while cackling with a high-pitched, ringing laughter. Ew. So that's why they call him Spring-Heeled Jack, because he can just launch himself over, like, nine-foot, ten-foot, eight-foot-high walls. So, yep. <laughs> there he goes! Good for him, man. So this is probably one of the most popular sightings. Uh, This was in February of 1838. Um, A woman named Jane Alsop reported that she answered the door of the family home to a man who claimed to be a police officer. 
He told her to grab a light, claiming that they had caught Spring-Heeled Jack. She noticed he was wearing a large cloak. The moment she handed him a candle, he threw off the cloak and revealed, quote, a most hideous and frightful appearance. What does that mean? He was ugly. I don't know. <laughs> That's rude. That's not very nice. Jane. Was he just naked? Did he just have his dick out? Oh, God. I, I really hope he didn't just, like, expose himself. I don't know, man. Yikes. I didn't even think about that. No, thank you. He's like, ha-ha! <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> You're welcome. Just thinking realistically here. Um, the most interesting part is that uh, there were blue and white flames coming from his mouth and his eyes uh, resembled red balls of fire. Ew. So again, the freaking red eye thing. But yeah, he's also just like spitting like blue and white flames. He's a firebender. It's fine. Yeah. And an airbender, apparently. Earthbender? And how does he fly? Okay, anyway. I don't know. Also purported that he wore a large helmet and his tight-fitting clothes resembled white oil skin, which I meant to look that up. Um, I don't really know what that is. I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, an oil skin is a waterproof garment typically worn by sailors and by others in wet areas. Interesting. Um, anyway, so this person, this thing, uh, grabbed her and started tearing at her gown with claws that were made of some kind of metal. <clears throat> Yeah. So he's real rapey, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, she manages to get away and runs towards the house and is rescued by one of her sisters. But at one point, he catches her and tears at her neck and arms with his claws. So she's, like, left with, like, all these, like, scratches and shit. Typical. Um, nine days later, on February 28th, 1838, 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister were returning home after visiting their brother. She and her sister were passing along Green Dragon Alley, which sounds like something from friggin' Harry Potter. Yeah, it does. They observed a person standing in an angle of the passage. Lucy was walking in front of her sister, and just as, just as she came up to the person, who was wearing a large cloak, he spat a quantity of blue flame into her face to where she couldn't see, and she dropped to the ground in fear. Uh, the way that it was described was she was, quote, seized with violent fits, which continued for several hours. So she was just, like, really fucking scared. Yeah. Yeah, dude. She was just, she like, was traumatized. Just freaking out. Yeah. Her brother had heard Lucy screaming and came to help them. Uh, Lucy was taken home, and he then learned from his, uh, from his other sister what had happened. She described Lucy's assailant as being tall, thin, and having a gentlemanly appearance. He was covered in a large cloak and carrying a small lamp or bullseye lantern similar to those used by the police. The individual did not speak, nor did he try to lay hands on them, but instead walked quickly away. The police looked into it, and several persons were questioned, but were ultimately set free. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know where, like, the blue flame thing is coming from. I'd he just spits fireman. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, there was another sighting in Sussex. Um, the Brighton Gazette reported in April of 1838 that a gardener had been terrified by, quote, a creature of unknown nature. It appeared to them as a bear or some other four-footed animal. It growled and then climbed the garden wall and ran along it on all fours before jumping down and chasing the gardener. The apparition scaled the wall and made its exit. Wow. So for some reason... They were like, it's spring Jack. I don't understand the connection, but okay. It, 
I don't either. I mean, because he because he scaled the wall really. Easy. I guess he so. Was just like here I go. I guess so. But they were like, it's Spring Hill Jack, man. Trust me. Okay, man. So the Lord Mayor of London um, recognized that these things were happening, and he held a meeting where. Um, he revealed a letter that he had received from a resident regarding these attacks. So Sir John Cohen, who was the Lord Mayor of London, um, had a member of the audience tell him that servant girls around Kensington, Hammersmith, and Ealing tell dreadful stories of this ghost or devil. Uh, It was also reported in newspapers in the days after, and... At one point, the mayor showed um, a crowd a huge pile of letters from various places, like, around London, and they were all talking about, like, similar, like, experiences, and they described them as being, quote, wicked pranks. Weird. Weird. It's just a prank. I guess. It's like I'm going to traumatize a bunch of people. It's just a prank, bro. A ghost, maybe? (sighs) But, like... It's the, like, fucking, like, the spitting flame and the, like, jumping around thing. It's just, like, weird. Like, those two things. It's just, like, those two things. If it wasn't for those two things, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's just a bunch of fucking idiots. It could still be a bunch of fucking idiots. But anyway, so the mayor is getting tons of letters um, suggesting that the sightings are widespread. Um, One writer said that several young men in Hammersmith had been frightened into dangerous fits and some severely wounded by the claws the miscreant wore on his hands. So, yeah. Uh, Another correspondent claimed that several people had died of fright. Wow. Like those two women at the very beginning. Like those two women at the beginning. So. Sometimes. Not sure about that one. Can you actually die of fright? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I mean, I would imagine that, like, if if you have, like, some kind of heart condition and you get scared, right, that can probably send you into, like, cardiac arrest. That's a thing, I, I think. I am not a medical person. I don't know shit about medical stuff. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? You can be scared to death. You can accidentally make too much adrenaline. <laughs> And your heart will just, like, stop. Oh, so it is a cardiac thing. Okay. Yeah. It is cardiac arrest. Okay. Wow. Got him. Got him. That was from... My sister's a nurse. (laughs) I'm not a nurse, but I know someone who (laughs) is. Yes. I know know things now. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, Leah. (laughs) I don't know if my sister listens, but... Let's see, where am I? Uh... Oh, yeah. So, at this point, the mayor says that he thinks the... He thinks that... There's a lot of exaggerations being made and that it's, like, literally impossible. He says that the ghost, quote, performs the feats of a devil upon Earth. And that's the reason why it's not possible. So he just doesn't believe in it. I don't know. He's just, like, not. He just doesn't believe in it. Um, On the other hand, somebody that he trusted had told him of a servant who had been scared into fits by a figure in a bear's skin. Um, the police were instructed to search for the individual responsible and rewards were offered, but they did not uh, apprehend anybody. Mm-hmm. In 1843, so this is like five years after all of this, a wave of sightings swept the country again. There was a report in Northamptonshire describing him as the very image of the devil himself with horns and eyes of flame. Yikes. So he leveled up. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to take a break for five years. I'm going to come back with horns. <laughs> I'm going to go back to level one and I'm just going to grind for XP. It'll be fine. Perfect. Wow. 
What class is Springheeled Jack? <laughs> um, Rogue? Rogue, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling that. Or, or like a paladin, maybe. Hmm. He's got some magic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, or a literal tiefling, which is, you know, a double spawn. <laughs> oh, perfect. You know, there's that's... actually a... Well, no, those characters are already made for us. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I just love D and D so much, <laughs> dude. I haven't played D and D in so long. <sighs> Our DM had a baby, and so it was like, well, we don't want anyone else to be the DM. Shout out to Josh for being like the best DM on the planet, and like no, Holy everyone, shit. everyone was like, everyone was like, no, we like don't want anyone else to be the DM. Like, go have your. Our kid. DM's name is Josh too. Wow. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay, all DMs must now be Josh. All DMs are Josh. If your name is Josh, you are a DM. If you are a DM, your name is now Josh. Don't at me. No contest. I will not be accepting arguments at this time. Uh, thank you, Joshes. You're doing great. <laughs> yes, you're doing so great. You're amazing, sweetie. Um, let's see. Oh, so apparently um, later on there's more reports of attacks on drivers of male coaches and the news of the world reported that Peckham was terrorized in 1872 by the Peckham ghost, a mysterious figure that was quite alarming in appearance. Mm, yes. Uh, the editorial pointed out that it was none other than Springheeled Jack who terrified the past generations. So they were just like, it's a ghost at Springheeled Jack. Perfect. Oh, he was too terrifying to actually describe? Okay, Springheel Jack. Yeah. <laughs> no one can tell you what he looks like, but he's he's real scary. I guess so. <sighs> um, in 1873, the Illustrated Police News reported that there were numerous sightings in Sheffield of the Park Ghost, which locals also came to identify as Springheel Jack. If you're a ghost, you're Springheel Jack. If your name is Springheel Jack, you're a ghost. Jesus. This one I really like. In August of 1877, uh, this is one of the most notable reports about Springheel Jack. Um, it comes from a group of soldiers in Aldershot's barracks. A sentry was on duty and was peering into the darkness when his attention was attracted by a peculiar figure advancing towards him. <laughs> The soldier challenged it, and the figure came up beside him and delivered several slaps to his face. So he just... Oh, man. That is not the reaction I would have gone with. I don't know what you were expecting. The guard then shot at it. Okay. Which, of course, had no effect. Correct. Yes. The strange figure then disappeared into the surrounding darkness with astonishing bounds. Oh, no. He's jumping away. So he just runs up, he slaps people, and then he just hops away. Ha-ha. <laughs> Woohoo! Big poltergeist energy. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> True, though. Jesus. Yeah. Um, some sources claim that the soldier may have fired blanks, and that was the reason why he it didn't have any effect. Um uh. Others say that he missed, or the, that was just him firing warning shots, and that's the reason why he wasn't able to like actually actually shoot this person. Um, but the panic became so great at Aldershot that sentries were issued ammunition and ordered to shoot, quote, the night terror 
on site. Wow. Following which the appearances ceased. Interesting. Hmm. Is that because nobody wanted to admit that they couldn't shoot it? <laughs> Maybe. Like, I mean, if you like, if if they had like seen it and like not be able to shoot it, they wouldn't go and be like, I saw it, but I missed. Sorry. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, that's true. That's true. spring Jack was reportedly also seen at Newport Ark in Lincolnshire wearing a sheepskin. So the like animal skin thing is also a trend. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't like that. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, an angry mob suppo- supposedly chased him and quartered him, and residents fired at him with no effect. As usual, he was said to have made use of his leaping abilities to lose the crowd and disappear once again. He's just really good at parkour. Yeah, man, free running. Yeah, he's got like rubber shoes or something. I don't know. <gasps> moon boots. Moon shoes. How high do those go? <laughs> How high can you jump in moon shoes? <laughs> Three and a half inches, maybe. Oh, that's not anywhere near nine feet. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I had it. Son of a bitch. Fuck. There goes that idea. Ah, curses. Foiled again. Foiled. <laughs> oh, man. So there were a couple more appearances. Um, in 1888 in Everton, North Liverpool, he allegedly appeared on the rooftop of St. Francis Xavier's Church on Salisbury Street. Um, there were also more reports of appearances in nearby William Henry Street in North Liverpool um, a few years later. Uh, but the reports of spring Jack's appearances became less frequent, if more rides widespread. For decades, especially in London, his name was equated with the boogeyman. Oh, interesting. So, like, parents were like, hey, man, if you're, if you're like, a bad kid, spring Jack is going to come to your window and just, like, stare at you in the middle of the night. He's going to scratch your skin off. Or that. Jesus. spit fire at you. Sick. (laughs) Sick, bro. So sick. (laughs) Um, It was in fictional entertainment where the legend of Spring-Heeled Jack exerted the most extensive influence owing to his allegedly extraordinary nature. The character was written into a number of Penny Dreadful um, stories. Nice. Which I didn't know what those were. I had to, like, look it up. But it's just cheap, popular literature. Um, during the latter half of the 19th century, initially as a villain, but then in increasingly heroic roles. By the early 1900s, he was being represented as a costumed, altruistic avenger of wrongs and protector of the innocent. What? Wow. So at first he's the devil. And now he's like Robin Hood. Okay. Sure. So this was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this one. Um... We have one more sighting that I want to talk about. Okay. Have you heard of the Black Flash? No. Um, this comes from the good old Liminal Earth map. Ooh, Liminal uh, AP Strange was the person who put this one up. We actually mutually follow each other on Twitter. So when I saw that it was him, I was like, heck yeah. So thank you for posting this. I love this story. Um, this is the Black Flash of Provincetown. Ooh. Or the Provincetown Phantom. So this is in Massachusetts. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Sam and I live in New England, so uh, Provincetown is, like, a few hours away from us. <laughs> and we've, like, been a couple of times, and it's... Provincetown is really small, first of all. It's really small, and it's really, really remote. It's, like, it takes a really long time to get there. Correct. Um, <clears throat> and lots of traffic. So, the Black Flash was a humanoid figure that terrorized P-Town in Massachusetts between the years of 1938 and 1945 during the off-season. Nice. Anyone who knows Cape Cod in the off-season, there's (laughs) nothing going on. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. 
Uh, so the police were just, like, chasing him around town during, like, fall and winter. So I bet they were like, ooh, something to do. (laughs) Right. Uh, There were repeated accounts of a tall, lanky humanoid standing some eight or so feet in height. He was dressed in a black hood and cape. You couldn't see his face, but he had glowing eyes. He allegedly, allegedly took glee in frightening the local townspeople with his hideous face and pointed ears. He was incredibly agile and had great stamina, capable of leaving at least leaping at least 10 feet into the air repeatedly with little effort. Um, there is one account of him spitting blue flames. Wow. Holy shit. What? So Spring Hill Jack came back, but just like in Provincetown for a little bit. Holy shit. He hitched a boat ride at some point. Yeah, he's like, we're like, just going to go over here. Damn. Um... The most popular sighting was by, or the most well-known sighting was by Marie Maria Acosta on Commercial Street near the town hall, which I know where that is. And it's like, I mean, you want to say downtown, Provincetown. Provincetown is, again, really small, but that's like right in downtown. Um, he leapt out and spread his cape like bat wings. He was about eight feet tall and just kind of like leaned over her. What? <laughs> that was kind of it. Uh, Are you sure he didn't have his dick out? (laughs) I guess we're not sure. That part could have just been taken out. (laughs) All I'm saying, I feel like there's plenty of flashers around New England. The Black Flash. Oh, no. Uh (laughs) We figured it out. Oh, no. (laughs) This guy's just running around flashing people. Fuck. Fuck. This is all making so much sense. God, man. (laughs) Well... At least the good news is um, the last encounter of the Black Flash was in 1945 when a boy dumped a bucket of water on him from a window. Oh, nice. So get wrecked. Apparently it was in the middle of winter. So yeah, so he definitely got wrecked. He got wrecked. And then after that, and that's when the sighting stopped. So after 1945, he's like, oh, uh, OK, never mind. <laughs> Let's go somewhere else, man. <laughs> I'm going to stop flashing people now. <laughs> I mean, Provincetown also has, like, a very large gay community. He could have just been in drag. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's that's essentially spring Jack. Um, now we can talk about what the fuck this guy is. Before we get into it, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> yes. Go. Insert ad here. Thank you for waiting. <laughs> You're welcome. I have to read this tweet to you really quick. Okay. Oh crap! I don't know what I don't know what this girl's name is, but we follow each other on Twitter, and she's really funny. People be like, "Tarot cards are stupid," and then watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yup. Yup. Y'all. All right. So there's pretty much like three major theories. Okay. I think here. I mean, it could go in a bunch of different directions, but whatever. Uh, could just be people playing a really creepy prank. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things that back that up. On March 2nd of 1838, um, so this was immediately after the attack on Jane Alsop, which was the girl who, like, he came to her house. Yeah, okay. There was a man named Thomas Milbank. So we have Thomas Millwood, And then we have Thomas Milbank. These are two completely different people, which that threw me off a lot. Interesting. Okay. This is a completely new person. Milbank had been wearing white overalls and had a great coat and was carrying a candle, which he had dropped. 
He was arrested and tried, but he escaped conviction because Jane swore that her attacker had breathed fire and Milbank admitted he could do no such thing. Oh, yes. (laughs) He's like, shit, man, I can't do that. (laughs) I really, I cannot do that. Sorry, it's not me. I'm not the man you were looking for. In July of 1847, there was an investigation in Devon led, that led to a man named Captain Finch. Um, he was convicted of two charges of assault against women. He was said to have been disguised in a skin coat, which had the appearance of bullock's hide, skull cap, horns, and mask. Wow. Creepy. Yes. Researchers believe that people were behind the story's origins, and then they were later followed by imitators. So it's just like a group of people with, like, really macabre senses of humor, I guess. (sighs) There was a letter to the Lord Mayor of London that accused a group of people of making a bet or playing a prank. An Irish nobleman, the Marquess of Waterford, had previously had bad experiences with both women and police and was accused of instigating all of this. Hilarious. He was famous for drunken brawls, brutal jokes, and vandalism. And would do anything for a bet. Hilarious. <laughs> he was also known as the Mad Marquis. And he was in London around the time of the first incidents. Uh, he was never formally accused of anything, but, you know. So even if this was a prank, or even if, like, this guy was, like, betting that he could get away with something or something like that, uh, the issue is, like, how was he? how were they jumping, like, eight feet high? Why did they have, like, metal claws? What's up with the red eyes? What's up with, like, the breathing fire shit? Like, it just... I don't know, man. Um, Again, it could just be, like, crazy exaggerations. People, like, being dramatic. So, mass hysteria. Mm -hmm. Um, Gossip rumors, sensationalist publications made it out to be what it was. That's it. I mean... But... There are plenty of paranormal theories. Ooh. One of them being that he is an extraterrestrial entity. Oh. Interesting. Yep. Uh, Superhuman agility, anti-gravity function, strange behavior overall, kind of like, kind of like Indrid Cole-esque where it's like, don't really like not 100% sure how to communicate with people, but. I'm going to come out from behind this wall and spook you. Hey! (laughs) Another option is that he was summoned by practitioners of the occult. Demons. (sighs) Always blaming the occult, man. Yes. It uh, could have been, like, some other kind of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, some authors group him into a category called phantom attackers, which appear to be human. They are perceived as criminals, but display extraordinary abilities, such as jumping as high as nine feet. Okay. Which, apparently, apparently jumping that high can, like, break your ankles. If you tried to jump that high and then land, like, you're, you would break your ankles. Like, you think about nine feet, like, that's pretty fucking high. Yeah, that's high. really fucking high. Yeah, yeah. Another characteristic of these phantom attackers is that they cannot be caught by authorities and victims experience quote-unquote attacks. <clears throat> so kind of along with that, along with like the phantom attackers theory, um, there's a theory that this is a form of hallucination similar to the old hag phenomena or sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. Do you, do you know what old hag phenomena is? No, I do not. Oh, God, you're going to hate it. But now I have to describe it to you. Yes. <laughs> um, I've never had this happen to me, and I'm not speaking it into existence. Um, there's a form of sleep paralysis where you, quote unquote, wake up, 
and you feel a pressure on your chest and you open your eyes and there's like an old an old hag sitting on your chest <laughs> like but apparently it's like a common thing that's pretty good yeah um that would be very terrifying i will say that i don't i like just don't like the idea of like seeing an old lady's face like inches from yours like <sighs> Uh, old lady smell yeah. oh well i didn't think about that <laughs> <laughs> i'm all set on this so yeah in the most problematic cases um of old hag phenomena an attack is witnessed by others and has physical evidence but there is no verified attacker okay okay so like if you're like sleeping next to somebody who's going through old hag syndrome and they're like freaking out you're gonna like see that happen you know mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah that's spring Jack and wow. uh, the many things that were strangely connected to him. Yeah, that was a lot. I'm sorry. Don't be. It was great. I liked that a lot. I liked that story a lot. And I'm, I'm like thinking that it's like less of like a single cryptid and more like a species, you know, like widespread kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think it's the same guy, but it might be. Yeah, it could be. A generation of pranksters. A couple of them. Yeah, I mean the 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 black flash. I definitely think was like probably a knockoff, like a knockoff Springheel yeah. Jack. Yep. Because um, that's like over over a hundred years after the first sighting. Oh, okay. Yeah, then. Yeah, because that was in night. The copycat. Yeah, that was in nineteen. 19- oh, actually, it was exactly a hundred years. That's interesting. It was some guy who was like, "It's the anniversary of Springheel Jack. I gotta do it again." Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he was seen in he was seen in P Town between the years of 1938 and 1945, but the first sighting was 1838. Oh, crazy! So literally exactly a hundred years. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. So yeah. Wow. Very very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that story. Thank, Thank you, you for telling it to me. You're welcome. I think it's like a little. It's kind of lighthearted and like mm-hmm. you know. Just weird. Maybe just weird. in another 18 years, we'll see Spring Springheel Jack again. Oh, shit. I'm going to keep my eye out. Hell yeah. All right. Well, break it. You're ready. <sighs> okay. Yeah. We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Just a small one. I'm going to take a big one because my work is done. Yes, correct. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. 
So, this week from education, I am going to be talking about, um, uh, like a serious issue. Sorry, this is going to be a fun one. Yes. But I think it's important to talk about, so we're going to be talking about, um, mass incarceration and marijuana. So the one thing I will say about researching this is that all of the official numbers and websites were all like very biased mm-hmm. it was it was weird and it was like um i mean that doesn't that doesn't completely shock me unfortunately no it it doesn't the way they were like wording things was definitely to try to like mislead you mm-hmm. and um yeah so obviously we're going through this civil movement right now where everyone's really pushing for black lives matter all people are of color are um, unfairly like um, it's becoming more clear how how unfairly people of color are treated. It's become it's more in your face now. Yeah, exactly. Like it's they're definitely like trying to hide it, but it's not really working. So I'm just going to start off with a couple of numbers. So currently in the United States, there's two point three million people in jail. In the prison system. Total? Total. Wow. Yes. Okay. What's the total U.S. population? It is it is 638 inmates per 100,000 people, which is an obscenely large number. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the United States population is 327 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's still a lot. So that is it. That is like, um, the percentage is like way higher than any other country like it's insane yeah yeah um so one in five people are currently in jail for a drug offense one in five yes so that's all that's all drugs though but that's one in five yeah so seven percent of total inmates in jail are just in jail for marijuana possession not intent to distribute yeah just having it no, no violent crimes, nothing like that. So, and they're being held for that. Yes, just possession is um, okay. one hundred and sixty-one thousand people. So that's seven percent. Yikes. Okay. So, with marijuana now being legal in a lot of states, um, some sort of legalization, and now thirty-three states, um, eleven recreational. They're starting to change the laws so they can't convict people anymore. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) there are still all of these people already in jail and that we should be trying to like get them released because if I can go to the store to buy weed now Mm -hmm. and have it be absolutely fine, there shouldn't be someone that's in jail for having weed and not doing anything else. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredibly stupid. It's incredibly stupid. The fact that like Sam and I can literally go and buy, we can, we are legally allowed to have, what? what is it in our state? It's like an ounce? We're, two ounces. We're allowed. Two ounces. Yeah, we're allowed to have a decent amount physically on us. Yeah. And we're allowed to have plants. Yeah. That's a huge percentage of people to be in there just for having it when we can get it so easily. Like that's ridiculous. Yes. 
Also, people of color are disproportionately convicted of their um, marijuana possession charges as well. So yep. in this is all information from 2019, so last year. So 34% of all drug offenders are white, 20% are black, 40% are Hispanic, and then the rest is like other. Okay, right? Yeah. So the percentage of these people that end up convicted, white people, 13%, black people, 14%, Hispanic people, 67.6%. What? Yeah. And then the, the other 5% is other people. So they are basically fucking... It's like, it's so insane to me. Um, they are not convicting white people at the same rate that they're convicting Hispanic people. In fact, they're convicting Hispanic people like six times as much in like that it doesn't match up with the arrest rates like it's insane yeah that and can you hold on one second dude <sighs> hey i'm still recording thank you okay sorry keep going you good yeah <laughs> yeah okay um I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, we were convicting Hispanic people at, like, an obscene rate, and then black people as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge difference. <sighs> yeah, so that's a huge difference. And then um, a lot of these people are not first-time offenders, and I think it's worth mentioning that they are reoffenders, which means they get they meet bail or they make parole or whatever and then they oh god it's so stupid it's like these people like the majority of time when these people go back to jail it's not because of a new like drug offense it's like um like parole related it's like they miss uh, a meeting because they don't have a driver's license because they don't have a car because they don't have money yeah it's there you know they don't have a place to go they can't find a job because they're convicted or like even if you have been arrested and you weren't convicted your chances of employment drop by 50 percent and if you're a person of color <sighs> it drops by 75 yeah like even if you weren't convicted it's systemic racism man it's it's a never-ending cycle i mean these people yeah, so get incarcerated for stupid shit and then that just puts them on track to not be able to get out because there's no way for them to get out i mean it, and they it's these lower income poorer communities that get victimized by it yeah Yes, and there's also a much higher rate of policing in poor communities, mm -hmm. and it's over-policing, and it's pulling these people in just so they can get more, like, ad revenue for the state um, and stuff. So <laughs> this was very specific to um, one of the articles I read happened to have a study on Massachusetts as one of the ones that they featured. Oh, Okay. In Massachusetts alone, probationers pay $20 million a year to the government. Jesus, fuck. Okay. That is that is revenue for the present system. So these they are being charged uh -huh. to be free, basically. Uh-huh, yeah. And when they can't afford that, 
they go back to jail yep. where they just become basically slave labor because although slavery was abolished, it has never been illegal to use people as slaves as punishment for a crime. Yep. So yep. most prisoners make between 86 cents and 375 a day. Yep. For an entire yep. day. Yep. So like they're working on the inside and they never have any money. You can't save money when you're in jail. You can't make money when you're in jail, which just goes back to the problem mm -hmm. of not being able to like pay your parole or pay your bail or do anything like that when you're finally like ready to get out. And it's really fucked up yeah. that it's all these people of color that are being so unfairly incarcerated and i think it's a really big problem and especially for like marijuana charges and like stuff like that and oh like, yeah oh yeah <sighs> i mean i'll tell you i'll tell you right now like growing up in like a white area growing up in the suburbs like being white ha even when it wasn't recreationally legal i didn't have to worry about any of that happening because the police weren't constantly hovering over our neighborhood. Yeah. Right? I mean, it Yeah. I never had to worry about smoking weed when I was in high school because everyone in our town was black. I mean, no one in our town was black is what I meant to say. Yeah. And when they were, like, pulling people over, it was, like, out-of-towners mm -hmm. and people with, like, out-of-state plates and... Yeah. Coming to our shitty New Hampshire town. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. That did not make sense. But... I got you. You know, yeah, I, I do. So privilege is real, and I like don't know what we can do really, like moving forward. Um, we can absolutely donate to bail funds mm -hmm. because yeah. there's uh, there's a lot of bail funds out there right now for people of color, for Black people um, who can't afford their bail to get out of prison because you know whether they did something wrong or not. There's people who are still in jail because they haven't been able to pay their bail, but, like, they haven't been charged. They mm -hmm. haven't been to trial. They haven't been convicted or anything, and they're just sitting in jail right now. And, like, yeah, that's just not fair. Yeah. And uh, – I mean, this is all very real. You can't sit there. You can't – you cannot sit there and, like, listen to anything that Sam just said and pretend like this isn't an issue. Yeah. Like, it. it that's – Ugh, it's extremely fucked up but yeah i mean yeah so we'll definitely um put a link to some bail funds in our i don't know instagram story notes whatever the fuck we do um yeah we've been trying to keep that up we've been trying to post um like you know even like black owned or you know stores that are owned by people of color that you can shop from there's been a lot of issues with like brands recently. A lot of brands are coming out and saying some oh my God, racist, yeah. stupid shit. So, yeah, if if y'all need any links, yeah, we got those in our Instagram stories. We've been trying to post there, um, and we're gonna keep that shit up. Yeah, it's in our highlights, so it'll stay there. Yeah, um, I just want to yeah. say where I got my information from, real quick. Yeah, so I got most of my information. I got from drugabusestatistics.org okay which is like it was definitely biased oh it's because it's for the national center for drug drug abuse statistics oh. so it's a national organization and then oh, okay. i also got another one from prisonpolicy.org which was a much more um fairly laid out 
article and I actually got a lot of information about that, especially relating to um, race and immigration and stuff. So, okay, cool. Nice. I like that. That was great. (laughs) Yeah. And it felt like very, it felt right to talk about it this week. Uh, Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that like we, that was kind of one thing that we didn't touch on in our podcast blackout episode is like, and I kind of felt bad about it. You know, because, like, Sam and I both being white and being able to so easily just go to the store and, like, get weed when there's all these people who are, like, stuck in this, like, vicious system. Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. sad. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for that wonderful story yeah. today. You're welcome. I enjoyed it a Good. lot. I'm glad. Is is there anything else you want to say? Uh, I guess a uh, shameless plug if y'all can go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating, that would be cool. We have a single rating right now, um, which is great. It's five stars, but... Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to have some more. We'd like to have some like more. Like a couple more. Yeah, just yeah. a few more. So if you can just hop on Apple Podcasts and just hit five stars or hopefully anything good. Yeah, really, um, that would be great. And write us a review and yeah, we would love that. Um yeah, so our Instagram is YBOW podcast, and that's where we're going to be po- posting all of our resources and all of the links to uh, everything we've talked about in the past and coming up, and we'll keep that up to date. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and we've yeah. been we've been sharing stuff on Twitter too. We haven't been as active on Twitter, um, but we've been trying to share stuff there. Um, our Twitter is weird underscore pod. And we like we talk to a lot of people on there sometimes, so it's fun. Oh, if you have any stories, you can email us. Um, it's yourbrainonweird at gmail.com. We release our little weird episodes, our mini-sodes, on the last Wednesday of every month. So you still have a little bit of time to send us stories if you have any of those that you want us to read. Yeah. yeah. We're also on Facebook. And yeah, I think that's yeah. it. We're also on Patreon. Oh, yes, we're on (laughs) Patreon. If you're interested in hearing our episodes um, a little bit early, you can donate to our Patreon. And episodes get released 24 hours early for patrons. Yes. And we post, um, like, for for this episode, I I posted a poll because I wasn't really sure what topic I was going to pick. And that was helpful. And that was kind of fun. So, yeah. and we have yeah. a bonus, some bonus content coming out yeah, soon. Yeah, and yeah, yeah it's going to be good. Yeah, I need to get I need to get caught up on some other things, and then that will be out quite soon. Yes, quite soon. Ah, uh, the stuff, the things, the other stuff. Did you have anything written down? No, it was just the Apple Podcast thing that I had written down. Okay. Yeah. That's probably it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it. Okay. Okay. Sick. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, this has been your brain on weird. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye.